you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It's another week of Tape Heads. Bob Wischusen, voice of the Jets, Dan Orlovsky, the master of the touchscreen at ESPN, breaking down tape, longtime backup quarterback in the National Football League, and Scott Pioli, of course, longtime general manager from a personnel standpoint, a player standpoint, and kind of the uneducated fan standpoint like me. We give you, hopefully, a behind-the-scenes look at the National Football League from an X's and O's standpoint, unlike any other podcast out there. And guys, jumping off point this week, backup quarterbacks. Right, this was the week of the not only a lot of backup quarterbacks playing, but backup quarterbacks winning. Cooper Rush at the top of the list. Here's what he had to say after bringing the Cowboys to a victory. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't crazy. I um, felt like I belonged out there. You know, you're in the huddle, breaking the huddle, getting to the line, and going through your processes. It didn't feel overwhelming at all. And I think, you know, I haven't played a lot, but you know, being around the NFL, you're you're practicing against those guys every day, and our defense pretty good. And he certainly looked comfortable. Why? At least in the case of Cooper Rush, guys, do you think he looked so comfortable and the Cowboys were so successful with him? First of all, the offensive line, that, that piece is still there. And the comfort and protection and belief that, you know, not a lot of bodies are going to get around you as a quarterback is a big deal. Number two, still the people to throw the football to. Amari Cooper showed up and made some big-time contested catches. Three, he's been in that system for three years now with Kellen Moore. And so, you know, that's a big deal is as a quarterback, when you can sit back and just watch, you're, you're always going to be tied to your physical talent and then your mental capacity. But Cooper Rush has been able to sit back and listen to Kellen Moore call plays and be a part of practice and be a part of game plans and understanding the why of what they're doing. And so he's had all these mental reps, you know, quarterbacks. I used to sit back and practice as a backup and every single rep that our starters would take Matthew Stafford and, you know, Matt Schaub, I would sit back there and almost mimic the things that they were doing in those moments that you know a play action pass I would kind of do a an abbreviated version of it and get my eyes to where you know those guys were bringing their eyes and so you're getting these mental reps you're not getting the physical but you're getting these mental reps and you watch that kind of show itself and it, it, it was really a, a quarterback that has been in many 
ways preparing for the moment, um, you know, kind of playing itself out in the field. I think the the perfect example of that for me, guys, was the long touchdown to Cedric Wilson down the middle of the field. You know, when when you come out in the second half and Minnesota just tries to disguise their coverage and those safeties are down near the line of scrimmage and you quick snap them and they blow out of there to get to cover two deep halves of the field and Wilson runs down the middle of the field, he sees it and he knows exactly what to do with the football and the type of ball that needs to get thrown. And so, you know, that was the the biggest thing for me is trusting the offensive line, which is there and the people around him. But you watched a guy that had tons of mental reps over years, you know, had the opportunity to put it kind of in display or on display on the field. Yeah, Dan, those are all the things that I was thinking about as well. And, and again, the offensive line wasn't different. You have Pollard and Zeke who are really, as a combination, allowing that team to be a better passing team because of the threat of the run. Zeke has gotten better. And you, you talk about the mental reps. He had the physical reps this entire week. They knew that there was a really good chance that Dak was going to be able to play. So he was getting not only the mental, but he was getting the physical reps. You talk about three years in this system with Kellen Moore. I'm going to talk about the years he's been with Mike McCarthy, you know, and that is a really important thing. So the combination of Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, they know what his strengths are. They know what his limitations are, and they accentuated the positive and they limit the lim- limited the limitations. You know, the other thing is, I think when you get a new quarterback that comes in and Dan, I- I'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts on this, but the game plan maybe changes a little bit again to accentuate the positive because they know what the quarterback, can, the backup quarterback can or can't do. So they call plays a little bit differently. They don't put their quarterback in a position to fail. Therefore, the defense doesn't exactly know what they have to do in order to stop. There's an adjustment time, an adjustment period where they may be going heavy in certain routes than they would with Dak at the quarterback. So to me, there were a number of things in place. And to me, here's what I love from a team building standpoint. I saw this as one of those great moments where a team has done something in terms of coaching players and front office where they said, okay, this is going to be our plan. This is how we're going to execute it when it has to happen, if and when it happens. And they absolutely did it. And they were prepared for the moment. And then, you know, just talking about Cooper Rush, here's the thing. And you know, when you're a backup at any position, and quarterback being the most the most important, but when you're a backup, you live this day-to-day of that, when my opportunity comes, I will be ready. And Cooper was ready. I was always taught as a young person in the NFL, backup quarterback, specifically guys that are late draft picks. I was a fifth-round picker, an undrafted guy, so to speak. You really get one shot. You, you, you're going to get one moment, one opportunity, the Eminem song, to, to ha- take advantage of it. And I was always taught, one of the, I had a coach, you know, Greg Olson, who's the offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders right now, told me, you don't want to look back after your career is done and say you weren't ready for that one moment. And that was a big focus of mine and it looked to be a big focus for Cooper Rushes is, you know, you don't know when the opportunity is going to present itself. You have absolutely no idea. You just want to be sure that when it does, you are completely ready for the moment. And I think that showed itself, you know, Scott, t- touching on the, you know, the, the, the backup quarterback and, and um, you know, the understanding of the, the changing of the offense. 
I think the biggest difference was that they didn't give him complete control of the line of scrimmage. And now people might think that's a, a knock on him. And I agree with you. It's actually giving him a better opportunity to play well. He's not ready to be in the fire, completely controlling, you know, protection or where we're going to check to a run. Well, what kind of run are we getting to? You know, and so I think it was really smart by Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy not to go, not to overload him with, you know, quote unquote, the keys to the car, you know, make sure we're not giving him too much because, you know, when you give a quarterback too much, it's paralysis by analysis. And he doesn't know what to do when you cut out the fat and just, hey, we're going to run these plays, Coop, and this is how we're going to operate them. Guys can play way more convicted, way more confident, and it's consistently more black and white for them. That minimizes mistakes. Gray area increases mistakes. Black and white minimizes it. And I think that's what they did for Cooper Rush as well. Dan, that is such a good point. And Bob, I just want to throw this in there too. You know, I go back to the year that we lost Brady in game one back in at the New England Patriots and he tore his mm-hmm. ACL. We brought in Matt Castle. Matt Castle came in and won 11 football games that year. And exactly what you're talking about here, Dan, is what we did. He was given a certain amount of things that he was going to be able to do and what he shouldn't do and couldn't do. As the season went on, as he got more comfortable, we started to give him a little bit more. But that autonomy at the line of scrimmage that Brady had – by that, you know, by the 2008 season, there was no way Matt Castle was ready to do that. So right. the coaches did a great job. And again, that's where you talk about an organizational belief, philosophy, a culture of not just it's player development. It's player development as well. Yeah. Talking about the game I called this past week, and it's going to be a game that we're going to talk about coming up a little bit later on in Tapeheads this week, was the performance of Mike White with the Jets. But then to your point, at least in the context of Mike White and what he did and what Cooper Rush and what he did, I was having the exact same thought watching Mike White perform, that if you're Zach Wilson, you get three or four years to prove that you can do this. If you're Mike White, you might get two games. Because I I threw it out after the game was over. Do the Jets have a quarterback controversy? Well, of course they don't have a quarterback controversy. But you also, out of one side of your mouth, say, Zach Wilson can be the future. We drafted him with the second overall pick. He is going to be our guy going forward. Out of the other side of your mouth, like no one benches quarterbacks to throw for 400 yards and win games. You don't do that. Sure. So at the same time... Will there be a debate when Zach Wilson comes back in the the near future? Maybe, but that's only based on what Mike White did on Sunday and now does on Thursday, right? Like that's, that is his window. This is his opportunity. That is it. And it's just, it's amazing that sometimes, and Scott, I don't know if you ran into this ever as a, a personnel guy, maybe laying your head down on the pillow at night saying to yourself, did we give that guy enough of a chance? Right? Is there a guy that maybe we missed on that was a diamond in the rough that wasn't a first or second round pick that as a GM I'm staking my reputation to where I have to give him a chance because now we've invested all of this money and this high leverage draft choice of this guy as opposed to a player like Mike White who, I mean, Tom Brady was the 199th pick in the draft and turned into arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. How many guys might be out there that the NFL missed on because they just didn't have the opportunity that the top five, top 10 pick gets 
based purely on the fact that they're a top five, top 10 pick. And, and Bob, that's a very delicate balance in terms of giving someone an opportunity and and not or or knowing when the opportunity has been given and it was enough of an opportunity. You know, fortunately, I always worked with um, people and, and groups of people where we didn't care necessarily where someone was drafted because we were more focused on what was best for the team and winning games. And if we felt that that specific player was gave us the best opportunity, we didn't care what they were drafted. I will say this, is there, there are some people who won't allow their egos to step aside and say, okay, I made a mistake, I failed, I took this guy, and here's this other guy who's better, and he was, you know, I have to protect my image and my quote-unquote draft record or my free agent signing record. And those are generally the people, um, if you have an ulterior motive or if you have some other skin in the game that isn't about winning, you're doomed for failure at some point. It's really interesting and and something that I definitely want to talk about with you guys a little bit later on with Mike White and how you wonder if this is, if, if backup quarterbacks come in looking this prepared, will this in any way ever change how the NFL looks at immediately starting rookie quarterbacks? That's a question I want to pose to you guys coming up a little bit later on, but a guy that's no longer a rookie, most celebrated and decorated quarterback arguably in NFL history, had a tough one this past week as Tom Brady played the Saints and obviously the Saints now with a big quarterback issue as well. And Chiefs, Giants, Dan, I know you've got thoughts on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> We're going to do that when we come right back on Tape Pets. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Two receivers to Brady's right, three actually. Fournette beside him, back to pass, middle of the pocket. Time to throw. That one is picked off. Picked off on the right-hand side. And it's going to be a touchdown, New Orleans. What a play. We are back on tape heads. Bob Wachusen, Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli, diving behind the X's and O's. And certainly a game that was on everyone's radar screen this past week, guys, the Bucks, the Saints. 
And we'll get to the Saints in a moment. The impact of losing Jameis Winston. Trevor Simeon comes in and becomes another backup quarterback story in that game. Tom Brady with a pick six at the end after there were a lot of clock management discussions we could have handling the last couple of minutes of that game. Very interesting as well. But big picture coming out of that game. Dan, what were your takeaways with the Bucs? And I guess maybe Tom Brady, eh, that offense looked uh, at times human for, for one of the first times this season. <laughs> Yeah, I think the biggest thing is understanding that the New Orleans Saints defense does not fear the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. You know, that that that's the biggest thing. I, I think the Saints schematically and personnel-wise, they just don't fear Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay not having Gronk for basically the whole game and then A.B. kind of showed itself a little bit. It's specifically when you're playing a team that's going to play hands-on, man coverage, sticky to, to bodies, and they could rush the passer. And so... You know, that, that was the, the understanding. Lattimore matches up so well against Mike Evans. You know, that, that is a big challenge for this offense. I have very little concern, if any, about Tampa Bay's offense. They will be completely fine. Um, I don't think they want to see the Saints in, in the playoffs, you know, candidly, I, I, just because of that matchup. You know, Bob, that, that game was completely for me about New Orleans defense. It, it really was. The way that they put hands on... Tampa Bay's receivers, and you know, you've heard me say this hundreds of times. They just muddy coverage. You know, it, we did a breakdown on Get Up, Ryan Clark and I, where you know the game-ending interception, the game-sealing interception, so to speak. It took me a legit hour to figure out: was it cover four? Was it four mini? Was it four press? Was it one robber? It, it, I was just. Play rewind, play rewind, play rewind, because it looks so similar. And that really was the genesis of that play is representative of how, of how New Orleans defends Tampa Bay. But um, very little concern with what Tampa Bay is offensively moving forward. And I thought, you know, Dan, to, to talk a little bit more about what you're saying, this game came down to two things in terms of the Saints defense. Sean Payton understands matchups, and this is a league and a game of matchups. And with the absence of Gronk and AB, they were able to match up even more. So what they did is they played even more tight coverage because they were able to. Again, without those two players, they became, meaning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, became a little bit more human, and it made the matchup game a little bit easier. Allow them to play tighter coverage. Brady... You know, I, I won't say it's his kryptonite, but when we've seen him struggle at different times in the past is when he has had to face tight coverage, press coverage, where guys are on his players from the moment. Because once there's that little bit of space, he just views the field a little bit differently. He starts seeing things before they unfold a little bit differently when there's just a little bit of space. Yeah, I actually thought the game flipped really back into the second quarter into the third quarter as well. You know, Trevor Simeon comes in, Jameis gets hurt. And he throws an interception right around near the end of the second quarter to Antoine Winfield Jr. Play gets, the interception gets taken away because of roughing the passer penalty. Then it's the fourth and one goal line sequence with Alvin Kamara. 
And the play call by Sean Payton is absolutely brilliant because if you go back and watch it, New Orleans, excuse me, Tampa Bay has everybody basically tackle to tackle. Fourth and goal from the one foot line. And Sean, so many coaches are just going to play smash mouth football. And Tampa Bay has everybody from the offensive tackle to the offensive tackle condensed, anticipating either fullback run up the middle, Kamara up the middle, maybe quarterback sneak. And they go reverse out with the quarterback, flip it to Kamara on the edge. They block the tight end as he, the tight end does something called an arc release, meaning he widen releases. The defender has to go with him. And Kamara basically walks to the pylon. I just love the play call because he, he knew exactly how Tampa Bay was going to line up. So that becomes turnover. New Orleans gets three points. Then they get the fourth and one touchdown. And then they get the sack fumble on Tom Brady as well. And all in a matter of 10 minutes of gameplay, that game swung. And then we get the reverse to Lewis, which is a huge play for New Orleans as well, timed up and, and called perfectly. So I just think defensively, we, we've talked about how it's a bad matchup for Tampa Bay, but also offensively, you know, Sean Payton needs to get recognized and respected for what he does as a play caller when it comes to the elites of the NFL because Trevor Simeon went in and played good, competent football. You know, Dan, that specific play that you mentioned and how they lined up and what they did, Here's what I'll say about Sean that I've always loved and respected. Sean is a really, really smart football coach, right? He's also a tough guy, right? And he loves tough football. He is a competitor. He's an aggressive competitor. But here's the thing. You know, sometimes, you know, I hear um, the the phrase, all gas, no brakes, which is great. I love that. All gas and no brakes is great, but... You also need to be thoughtful. All gas, no brakes, no brains is going to be a problem. (laughs) What Sean did right there was put pause on it and said, okay, they know that I want to smash them right in the mouth, but I'm going to get a little finesse here and be smarter. Is there stubbornness on the part of the Chiefs to that point? Right, because it seems like now it's there's a basic game plan. I'm sure different teams, Dan, will have different versions of how they're attacking the Chiefs. But the basic game plan is two deep safeties. We are not letting you throw the ball over the tops of our heads anymore. We're going to keep it in front of us. And it almost seems with the Chiefs right now, like there's this stubbornness where they still want to do what they want to do rather than taking Mm -hmm. what is being given. And Patrick Mahomes, I just... I never thought I would see him look this uncomfortable as a quarterback, yeah. how he looks right now. What is wrong with that team? Even off a win, we're wondering about the positives or negatives of the Chiefs. You got a 30-minute segment in you? Okay. Um, listen, the, the issues that have shown up for this football team offensively this year are still the issues that are, are part of this football team. The turnovers and the penalties. I'm not going to get into those because I feel like that is tree-toppy. Um, they will right now the Chiefs refuse to allow the identity of their offense to be their big offensive line that I believe can really be a mauling unit, so to speak. But they won't allow it to be that. They want their offensive identity to still be formation, motion, RPO, and creativity by the quarterback. Now, that has worked in the past. My fight with this right now is that is not what teams are telling you that they are willing to let you do to them. So you have to adjust, Bob, to your point, the the stubbornness. So I want to see them. I believe on Monday Night Football, they put the quarterback under center five times. 
All five of those plays were successful football plays. Three play action passes that were two chunks and a check down, and then two were runs that went for seven and 12 yards. I want coaches to understand that we are in an era where teams are going to not allow you to just play chuck and duck spread out football. You got to put the quarterback under center some and be willing to go back in time. Here's my thing about Patrick Mahomes right now. Again, there's a lot that I can point to with this offense that are issues. Mechanically, Patrick is the worst quarterback in football right now. Woo. <laughs> That's a real thing. That bad. That bad. Wow. In the pocket, what he what, what's what's going on in the pocket is he is having good results with bad process. He throws an out route to Tyree Kill on Monday Night Football on third and six. And his feet, the pocket is perfectly clean. It's quick game. His feet are parallel to the line of scrimmage when he's throwing that football. Now, it's a third down conversion, but the ball is behind Tyree Kill. It's not a good throw. It's a good result, but it's a bad process. There's a third and seven, and, and the New York Giants play two-man. Tyree kills in the slot, and he wins on a shallow cross. In two-man, the underneath defenders are told one job in that man coverage. You do not allow the guy to win on the inside because when you, if he does, there's no one left. Ty, Tyree kill wins on the shallow cross. Patrick Mahomes' feet go together and up in the air at the top of his drop. Instead of just going one, two, three, four, five and throwing the ball out in front of Tyreek Hill and he still might run, he automatically puts his back foot in the ground, jumps to his left and his feet go in the air and they're together, Bob. Scott, they're together. There's no reason for that to happen. He's predetermining and assuming what the protection is going to be. And... The third, the, the last offensive play for them, third and um, eight in the red zone. The Giants play combo man coverage in a three-man rush with the spy. He goes one, two, three, four, five, one hitch, and turns and runs to the left. Protection is completely fine. There's no one near him. He runs himself into the spy dropper. There's no need for him to, to get up and run in the pocket. There's absolutely no need for it. Mechanic, he throws, a, it's third and eight and he throws. Tyree kills the number three receiver in trips and he runs an out route against inside leverage quarters. Man coverage essentially underneath. Now, it's a completion, third down conversion. Tyree kill has to turn back inside and catch a ball on his inside shoulder. No need to, for the ball to be placed there. Go rewind it. Patrick Mahomes looks like Randy Johnson. I mean, he's, Patrick's not six foot six now. Patrick's six foot three-ish or so. He is so elongated. He goes one, two, three, puts his back foot in the ground and his back leg, I'm trying to describe this for people, is on a 45 degree angle and is perfectly straight. His back leg is perfectly straight on a 45 degree angle and he looks like a pitcher coming off of a baseball mound as the ball releases on a fastball. There's no need for those mechanics to be like that. That back leg should be planted in the ground, flexed with knee bend and that allows consistent accuracy. And in the pocket, he is all over the place and that is fixable, but it needs to be emphasized. Dan, and by the way, I would just want to say I'm glad you clarified Randy Johnson, the pitcher, because when you said Randy Johnson, I'm so old and growing up a New York Giant fan, 
I flash back to Randy Johnson, the quarterback in the early mid seventies. <laughs> that was the backup, I believe. Not that Norm guy. Sneed. Nope. Don't, don't so, even I mean, know there was yeah, such exactly. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You know, I, I got to tell you that your you said good results with bad process, and I got to tell you, Dan, you're nailing it because I was going to say it in much simpler terms. I prefer your term. Mine is that it's just simply sloppy football. Yeah. It's turnovers. It's not enough respect for the football, you know, because people are turning the ball over. Travis Kelsey's turning the ball over. What happened to him? His body language throughout. There's for the first time, I see body language mm-hmm. and a look in players' eyes when they do focuses on the sidelines and in game, mid-game, near the end of the game, where there's an absence of confidence. There's confidence, but it's not that Chiefs confidence that they had two years ago. They're beginning to believe that they're human and they're playing yeah. very human. Yeah. And a lot of it goes back to Dan, you nailed it. And this is this you actually that saying that you used was one of the sayings I used with our scouts. You know, the Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells used all the time as coaches. The process and the results have to be equal in terms of the standard. Mm. So if you get good results because of a bad process, it's just like anything in life. At some point in Catch time, yourself. you're yep. going to have to pay the piper. And yep. and I know this, we're on the fringe of sounding like two old guys, even though you're much younger than me, because we're we're at this place right now where... We just want to have success in the moment and process doesn't matter. But here's the thing. If in building a football team and building a franchise, building an organization, I remember having these long conversations with Nick Saban about the process. And there's a reason people use those words, because when you have a process, you have something in place that you're following. It doesn't mean that you can't deviate in the right circumstance and you can't do something different but if you do something within the different you have to note that mark that and understand why you did it because if you again don't follow a process and you start making mistakes you don't know where to go back to find out where you're going wrong well the jets were rewarded with a backup quarterback that had an amazing performance that's going to be what we're going to talk about next when we come back on tape heads you go into your shower feeling tired But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Welcome back to Tape Heads. Bob Shoes and Dan Orlovsky and Scott Pioli. And guys, look, I, I really enjoyed watching the greatest quarterback in Jet history uh, perform on, on oh, Sunday. Geez. And I don't want the laughter. <laughs> like, I don't want the snarky response. I just want you to let me enjoy this. The Jets play Thursday right. night. Right? right? Can I, can I, I enjoy this for like four days? Look, look, my point, I guess, going back to segment number one that I wanted to build on in this segment, with Mike White specifically, but also building off it with Cooper Rush, all we hear about with the rookie quarterbacks is how they will never replace the experience they get being out there with the live bullets flying and getting real reps. That's why all these guys at the top of the draft start playing right away. But what did Cooper Rush say after he quarterbacked the Cowboys to a win? I felt so comfortable. I was in total command. And if you watched Mike White, he looked as comfortable on the op- – the Jets scored their first first drive touchdown in nine games. hey Yeah, on Sunday. And he looked like he had been out there his whole life. He looked completely comfortable. He looked comfortable all the way through that game. And now nobody's ever heard of Mike White before, but he is a third-year quarterback. I compare it all the time to a, to a three-point shooter in basketball. If they're, if they're struggling from, from three-point, they try to get to the line and see the ball go in. So I, I compare it a lot to that. You know, once you're, as a quarterback, you're seeing the ball completed and you're moving the chains, whether it's five yards, six yards. It doesn't necessarily have to be a 20-yard throw to start the game. I'm wondering, is there anything about Mike White's performance? How they call plays for him might have a lot to do with it. I don't know. We could talk about that. But also Cooper Rush's performance or any of these backup quarterbacks that could get organizations to look differently at the need to immediately start rookies. Where do any of us think that Mike White would have looked nearly that comfortable quarterbacking the Jets on Sunday if he hadn't spent three years in the NFL, like he has in meeting rooms, in practice, and watching. What do you think? Ideally, for any person doing any job, they're going to be better at it after watching other people do it, right? So the ideal situation for anyone is to be able to sit back and watch someone do it so that you can learn from their quote-unquote success and or mistakes. That is the ideal world. Playing quarterback in the NFL ain't ideal, especially when you're a rookie. So when you're drafted as a rookie early on at that position, you are more than likely going to a team that one, does not have a quarterback and two, is bad. So whether anybody likes it or not, the young quarterback is going to play. There's reasons Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, I've talked about this. Those guys were moved up for in the draft and already had guys playing the position. So they did not have to go play or they weren't the best player or more talented player at the position on their football team. So yeah, I think it's ideal for guys too. I just don't believe that most guys when drafted early, that play early, go into ideal situations. The fundamental difference, Bob, when a backup quarterback goes in and has to play for a game in comparison to those rookies is backup quarterbacks mindset, I would say universally is don't lose the football game. A rookie does not have that mindset. A rookie is just trying to figure out how to get in out of the huddle, you know, and, and, their expectation, I'm a top five pick, so I got to go prove it, so to speak. And when a Mike White plays, what happens is my number one note from that game, Bob, was quarterback played in structure. That was my number one note. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine plays I have written down of him just doing the simple thing. 
The simple play of I'm going to allow someone else to earn their paycheck. I'm going to throw it to Michael Carter a hundred times and because he's got one step on a linebacker and I'm going to allow him to go earn his paycheck. And there's a beauty in that. There is an absolute beauty in a guy doing the simple things. I have said this about Tom. I've said it about Peyton. I've said it about Drew. The great quarterbacks, I don't need to watch their game. I don't need to check the box score. I know that those cats are going to be 25 or 33 for 280 yards and three touchdowns because I know they are willing to play that simple style of football. I sent out a tweet, Bob, after the Jets game, and I said, people who should learn from Mike White's performance yesterday. Zach Wilson, completions early and often, they're good. Big plays come in a football game. You're talented enough to make them when they do. You do not need to force it because of that talent. Two, Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator for the Jets. Simplicity, disguised as complex, is an offense's best friend for a quarterback. They didn't reinvent the wheel offensively. They called different plays, no doubt. And a lot of it looked like the New England game from the week before. But he masked simple things, concept and route-wise, with um, disguised and complex formations and motions and, and tempos. So there, you can learn a lot from it. But Mike White was, I'm not the star of the offense. I'm just going to allow everybody else to be. And yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of starting quarterbacks that can learn from that and bring it to their game. The challenge is you don't get paid for that more often than not. And, and this goes back to the conversations we've had in previous weeks about throwing the ball short, sideways, and checkdowns. Make it simple. Give the quarterback opportunities to get the ball in the hands of make allow him to make safe safe throws. You know, and going back to yep. the original, you know, where the question started, Bob, it, it, it's interesting. You know, why does there have to be a one-size-fits-all? This is one of the things that always confuses me about the league and and, and life in general is when something happens, um, everyone says, oh, this is the way we've got to do it. And not everyone develops at the same rate. Not every quarterback develops at the same rate. Not every quarterback develops the same way. You know, and this is one of the dangers. I want to be, I be clear when I say, hey, this is one of the dangers of the mentality of analytics, right? Life is much more nuanced. We see someone do something. Well, this rookie came in and he, this was him playing right away. This was the best thing. Well, that was the best thing for that rookie. That is right. not one size fits all. And I think, you know, anytime we see success and we jump to that place, oh, that's the answer. That's not necessarily the truth. I think we have to look at these players as individuals and some will, again, learn experientially by being in there early, others are much better off served, as Dan was saying, watching someone other, uh, someone else do something, watching them fail, watching them succeed, and then being spoon-fed slowly what the system is. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny. I know one of our stats information guys at ESPN came out with this number, and it was like, duh, yes, like that's the way this should work. The number was Mike White completed 80% of his passes on Sunday, but none of those passes traveled more than 3.7 yards from the line of scrimmage. That was the average air yards of his completions. Yep. And my reaction was, not but, it should be and. Duh, yes. How do you complete 80% of your balls in the NFL? You complete 80% of your balls in the NFL if you are taking what is given and schemed 
near the line of scrimmage, and you're not forcing the ball 15, 20, 25 yards down the field. So if you're Zach Wilson and you watch that, or you're Mike LaFleur, who, by the way, for the first time this season, the Jets put upstairs as opposed to down on the sideline. Like, what do you take from that moving forward just in a couple of minutes we have left here? Yeah, I I think, again, Zach Wilson, completions early and often are good. You you don't have to prove. I actually thought that, I I think Carson Wentz has this a little bit in him. I thought Jameis Winston had this in Tampa Bay. You did not pick you at two. The Jets did. It is not your job to prove that you were worthy of that pick. You just have to go play football. Your talent will show itself when it's necessary in moments of football games. That's when you do that. But when you have a mindset as a, I got to prove to them, you know, I got, I've been around this. Eric Ebron was with us, the tight end for the Steelers, who I was with when we took him 10 in Detroit. He even has said it, that I constantly tried to prove that I was worthy of that. That is not your job. Okay, so Zach Wilson, it is not your job to prove. I, I got to prove to everybody that I'm, I was so good that you couldn't pass me up at two. You just go run the play. Go run the play. And if the play ain't good enough, look to the sidelines and go call a better stinking play. Okay, so Zach Wilson, you know, completions early and often are good, you know. And, and then for Mike LaFleur, again, you don't have to um, design the greatest plays in football. You're trying to get guys, your, your quarterback options to go with it. And here's one of the other problems, just to dovetail on what you're saying, Dan, is you go back, that private workout for Zach Wilson and the throw that everyone talks about yeah. was both a blessing and a curse because it sets a level of expectation that you know, this that made him a star. That video clip went viral and made him a bigger star. You know, the scouting community and the coaching community knew about him, but this almost became the dynamic of the personality and what he had to be as a player. And to your point, Dan, it, it becomes so unfair. When, when, when we evaluate off of highlights, it's when you fail. I'll, I'll say this last thing, Bob, to wrap it up. The Jets drafted him number two to be a great quarterback, not a great talent. Well put. And a great quarterback certainly played like it. A very gritty win for the Packers to start week number eight. The Titans without Derrick Henry. Von Miller going to the Rams. Those are big topics that we're going to discuss when the next episode of Tapeheads drops on Thursday. Join us then. Tapeheads is a production of iHeartMedia and the NFL. You can download the Tapeheads podcast on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.